Welcome to the Star Power Podcast. I'm Amy Stair, CEO of Star Power, and we're bringing you best practices from best agents in a brand neutral environment and open sharing. We hope you enjoy this roundtable discussion featuring our stars. If you're ready for individualized attention that's going to get your business and life to the next level, you need Star Power Coaching. We're focused on meeting you where you're at, helping you get clear on what you want, co-designing a plan to get you there, and then being your accountability, advocate, cheerleader, and responsible party to make sure that you achieve what you set out to do. Schedule yourself a session to explore coaching online at starpower.com forward slash coaching. Welcome to the Real Estate Star Power Podcast. I'm Amy Stair, CEO, and I have the pleasure of having with me today Lindsay Smith and Wendy Starr from the East Toronto Durham region, as well as Leslie Ruta Smith, who is the immediate past president of the National Association of Realtors, and her husband Brian Smith. They hail all the way from Plano, Texas. We are going to have a conversation about profitability versus ego. You know, we have a lot of people in this industry, um, and I've worked with a few of them in coaching, um, who bring in a ton of money, but they don't have a whole lot to show for it at the end of the year. So they might be number one or in the top 10, but the net bottom line isn't looking too good. What advice do you have for these folks? Amy, I'd probably say the first thing that comes to my mind is um, if you're making a business decision, and treat the decisions you make within your business as business decisions. Um, one based on, on historical belief that you're going to get a return on investment on whatever you do. Because so many things that I see agents out there, and um, let's say just use advertising as, as a kind of a topic, is that what they're doing is it's all ego-based, a lot of it's ego-based, and there's very little return on investment. So to me, it doesn't matter whether you're investing your time, your resources, your money. You have to look at it. And there's an expression, you can't hold curiosity and judgment at the same time. You also can't hold profitability and ego at the same time. The two of them, they're opposite ends. Not only that, I think, you know, the way that the public is responding to all of us in this industry today is they don't care about the ego stuff. They don't care if you're number one. I remember back in the um, in the '80s, there was a um, a realtor from uh, Long Beach. I think it was Long Beach, California, and he did the craziest ego-based advertising campaign, and it worked then. It doesn't work now. Very good point. <laughs> what else would you guys say about profitability? I think a lot of it has to go with you know how consumers look at us, how they see us as realtors, and did they see us as someone who can really help them through the process of, you know, buying a home or whatever, you know, a ranch or whatever it may be. But one of the things that kind of blows my mind sometimes, and I'm sure we've all seen it, are things that egos of realtors post on social media. And you look at that and cringe and think, oh, gosh, that is not helping our profession at all. And one of them, I remember <laughs> during COVID and as we were coming out of that, someone I know very well from my market said, Thank God we finally got a contract offer accepted out of 51 offers. Well, if that's not going to scare a buyer away, I'm not sure what will. So we need to be more cognizant of what really helps in our business and what is strictly driven by ego. 
Well, you've hit on a really hot topic, um, social media and what realtors post. Uh, I, I think about s some of the things that we see on, a, all of us I know see on a regular basis of, I'm number one again, um, our team was first. Uh, the ones that I see that do it successfully say, thank you for helping us get there. We wouldn't be here without you. And a lot of people are going to land in Facebook jail <laughs> anyway for <laughs> posting all this nonsense on their personal page. Um, if I may, and it ties into profitability because social media certainly is a great way to market without spending a lot of money. What do you... Um, Wendy and Lindsay, you do a lot on social media, but you have it's others focused. So can you talk a little bit about how you're using social media to market? Um, yeah, I, I do more of the social media marketing than Wendy does, but we um, we do have a digital marketer that works for us. And so pretty much all of our listing based information is gone comes through from her. But as far as the um, as far as the actual personal promotion, we really limit that. I mean, I there's not a lawyer that 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 solves a family uh, family matter and then posts on Facebook. Oh yeah, I just did, did the best job because Bob and Susan love each other or like each other again, and they're going their separate ways. I mean, what we do is some of the stuff I see is embarrassing. So to me, I try to limit what I do to. Um, Anything to do with charities works out really well. Um, I do a video every week um, called the Tuesday Morning Market Update, and I always try to tie that back into a charity or a, some, some type of a social event. Um, I just think people are getting bored of seeing agents standing beside sold signs, you know, like bragging about how great they are. So they'll try to keep away from that. You guys really do put a focus in the community through social media too. Um, yeah. I'm thinking about your restaurant group that you built on Facebook. What kind of feedback do you get from the marketplace by pouring into other people? Um, I think you, uh, the restaurant group really it was started during COVID just to support the restaurants, and uh, it's grown to 15,000 people. But I, I think that when you, when you look at supporting the people that are out there, depending on, independent of where they are, I mean, things like we do food drives and taking pictures of the unloading a, a couple of cars with a couple thousand pounds worth of food to a food drive. That's the stuff I think people resonate with. Um, and it is important still to advertise open houses and sold signs and things like that, which we do. But we don't do it from an ego position. We just do it just to share that we're active. Just trying to, again, it's just dripping on people that we're a real estate Absolutely. Broker. Brian. You know, I think these, uh, Lindsay, I think that's exactly right. The uh, mankind humanitarian type gestures uh, have a lot of weight. Uh, getting away from the ego-based, uh, sometimes social media, um, I think what is so strong is the recommendations from your sellers and your buyers. That goes a long way as far as how they were treated, uh, that they can con convey to the public, and the, the job that you did. And uh, uh, so that that's first in my book. We are a review-based <clears throat> society now. We all look at the recommendations. We all, you know, we're shopping on Amazon. We're looking to read the reviews before we buy any mundane product. So why, why wouldn't we be looking at it for professional services? And, and nothing just to add to that too. You know, you get uh, uh, a seller that wants to sell his property, his ranch or whatever. Um, 
give me three of your past clients. I'd like to call their names and the phone numbers. I'd like to call them. See what kind of job you did. Have at it. It's fine. <laughs> Here you go. Absolutely. Or direct them to your, like we've got 100, 130 uh, Google five-star reviews. Or direct them to your Google five-star review page. I mean, that's, that's cool. That's exactly. Takes it off for of you. Yeah, exactly. I, I want to um, swing back on the profitability versus ego to Wendy at the, before COVID started, you guys had set a goal of setting aside $20,000 to put back into charities in your community. And then COVID hit. A lot of people would say, well, you got to pull in every dollar you're putting out and just batten down the hatches. And you guys made a decision that some might squirm about. Can you talk about what you decided to do? Sure. We decided that no matter what happened, whether we didn't sell any more houses, that we were going to keep our commitment of giving back $20,000 to local charities. Fortunately, we were able to do that, and we set aside money from every transaction that we had. So we we managed to give back 21500 in 2020, um, which was, I think, my personal proudest moment of 2020 in doing that, whether we, you know, won an award, back to that ego thing, whether we won awards or whatever, we we helped a lot of other people. If I could add to that, I mean, the the, the contribution program, the way it works is in lieu of giving closing gifts, what we do is we talk to our seller or our buyer, ask them what charity they'd like us to direct a contribution to on their behalf and they choose the charities. So, um, and I will say this, Toral, who we saw at a Star Power conference, uh, we met her at a Star Power conference. She's the one who actually gave us the idea of the contribution program. So it, it truly, it's replaced our, our client gifts is what it has. So it's, uh, it's a, just such a warm and fuzzy program that we've uh, created or Wendy's created really. You know, what I hear in there, too, is there's a discipline in profitability. You said you were setting aside from every closing. Mm -hmm. How important is that discipline in your overall profitability as a real estate business? I'm glad you really asked me that question because I was, I was thinking as we were going around and we were talking, um, I owned retail stores before I became a realtor, and so I understood profit and loss and all of that. So we run our real estate business as a business. And we review our profit and loss statements every month. We look where our expenses are going. We make sure we set aside enough taxes, money to pay um, all of the different taxes that we pay in Canada. <laughs> and um, and that way we know we always have the money. We're not, cons we're not worried about it. And, um, you know, we don't miss it if we set it aside. Um, but we hear about so many realtors that are in arrears with their, um, you know, their personal taxes or if they have a corporation, their corporate taxes. And in our case, we actually collect um, goods and services tax on commission, which we have to pay quarterly as well. So... You know, we have, a, we have a lot of obligations, and we, we make sure that we cover those. And we, we wouldn't be able to do that if we were not watching our profit and loss statements, what our expenses are, 
and running our real estate business as a business. Well, you said it so well right there that we have to run it as a business. You know, awards are fleeting, right? But profit is sexy. Let's be real about this. The things that you can do when you're profitable are endless. Um, and that's from your putting back into the community, but it's also what you can achieve for yourselves personally. So I hope this podcast has encouraged you guys to think a little bit more about your bottom line and a little bit less about the crystal awards you're going to have to recycle someday at an art school. And come back for the next podcast episode. Bring your friends. It's free. We look forward to hearing you. If you love what you're hearing from the stars and you want to get up close and personal, join us at the Star Power Annual Conference. Go to starpower.com forward slash conference and join us today. Thanks for listening to the Star Power Podcast. If you benefited from even one idea on this podcast, become a member of the Star Power Club. You will get a monthly infusion of tips, scripts, strategies, and techniques that are tried, tested, and proven by our Star Power stars. Visit starpower.com forward slash club and get registered today.